0: what's up everyone welcome back to the lotus wombs awakening podcast i am ash makita i'm here today with my son my little baby pisces he actually came around the pisces new moon three days well three days before the pisces new moon and today's a pisces full moon so and i'm having a lot of synchronistic happenings that's really propelling me to tell this story and I'm just going to jump right into it. For those who are joining me for the first time, I'm Ash Makeda. I'm a mother of two, a writer, a psycho-spiritual writer, that is, a speaker, and a creative entrepreneur. I am married to my divine partner. We've been married for the past five years, and we've just been on a journey of reclaiming our soul power. And what that means is Tapping into our highest self, be that in the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and of course the business, because we need money to survive. We've been doing this these past few years by seeking to find a grounded home space, um, returning back to our roots and building businesses. And so we've just been on that journey and we're still on that journey. The journey has taken us to Jamaica, which is my home space. So I returned to Jamaica after migrating in 2016 um and we officially decided to move back last year november 2020 so we've been here for almost one year it's coming up to that one year anniversary and it's been an epic adventure not without challenges it's been super challenging actually i feel like this journey this specific journey back to jamaica because i've visited i've come back home two times after migrating but this specific one the third time has been challenging to the core but it's also the the time when i've decided to just stick it through you know usually after my months pass i just we'd go back to america and continue building there but those who know know that america is might be good for the pocket but it's draining for the soul especially as melanated being it doesn't feed your life you know it take off your life force energy so that's another story though, but today I want to talk about my birthing experience here in Jamaica. And if there are any interruptions, of course, I'm a mommy and I have my little boy here, as I mentioned previously, so bear with me. The story must be told. I've been holding on to it for almost seven months, and I think it's time now. I've given myself the time to process, to work through the emotions, to work through the triggers. Um, to listen to the divine, to understand what to do with this story. And I think I've gained a lot of clarity over the past few months. So I'm going to tell the story and then we're going to get into a lot. A lot is going to come out of it. A lot of discussions, um, needed discussions. And I want to learn too. I want to understand it's not just about me expressing, but also me opening up myself to hearing others' perspectives as well. So let me just put this boy on the breast and then we're going to jump right into it. Alright, so I'm going to try and keep this as candid as possible. So there will be interruptions, there will be probably mess ups of my words, you know, human stuff. But I'm really trying to practice um, speaking without editing myself and you know truly just expressing rawly you know so there are many angles that i can take this story from i could take it from the experience uh, and perspective of what it was like to free birth which is for those who don't know what that is that is when you birth without a doula a midwife or any medical professional you do it on your own Mm -hmm. tap into your innate birthing wisdom and bring forth that beautiful babe could take it from that angle could also take it from the angle of what caused and led up to that free birthing experience and the triggering experience that I had, um, leading up to that birth, which was um, it had to do with the birthing, the natural birthing remote here specifically with a midwife that I had an experience with. Um, what I think I'll do is, firstly, I'm going to I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to backtrack and take it to. When I got pregnant and decided to shift to Jamaica and what all went into that. So, let's get into it. Bear with me. Grab some tea, cuddle up, get comfy, and tune in. The intention of me telling this story is to, one, bring awareness to an issue that I see happening in the natural birthing room and just in life in general, in the spiritual communities, whatever you want to call it, the new age communities, whatever you want to call it, the woke community, you know the gist of it. So I see an issue in that community specifically as it relates to the birthing realm. Two, I want to highlight um, roles that are needed in these times for women and mothers and how we need to step into those roles. Three, I want to highlight a wound that is very prevalent amongst birth workers that has to do with the root chakra and how that disrupts the mission it um corrupts the the purity of the mission corrupts the purity of channeling from source from a pure place because if your own wounds are getting in the way you cannot channel purely from source because you're holding on to a lot of blockages and that messes up the purity of your work and lastly i guess another intention would just be to express to share my truth and to allow myself to Release because that is needed on my part as a woman, as a mother, as a divine being, as a child of the Most High. So I found out I was pregnant while still being in America. And at the time, as everyone knows, it was a lot going on. We had COVID, we had just so much going on in America. Now, me and my husband, we're always tuned into life from a more psycho-spiritual perspective. So, though we see what's happening in the physical realm, we do connect it a lot to the energetic and to that which may not be perceived by the eyes, but is known by the spirit. So, you know, in layman terms, we consider ourselves to be highly spiritual beings. But of course, if you know, you're always spiritual. You don't choose to be spiritual. You are a spiritual being having an earthly experience. So, we tune into life from that room, and because we tune into life from that room, we do look at things from, I guess you could say, the woke perspective. But don't call us woke, you know. That in itself is a whole—that's another rabbit hole to, that we're not going to go down. So, upon becoming aware that I was pregnant, I already knew number one that I would have a natural birthing experience because that's the type of experience I had with my daughter. Um, and I'll tell that story soon one day because it it does play a key role in understanding why I have the stance that I do Um, so I knew from the get-go that I would birth my son naturally I did not know of course that it would be a free birth experience so Initially, I started my whole process with the birthing center that I used with my daughter. I went and got my usual checkups, my ultra... I didn't do an ultrasound, actually. I had decided that I didn't want to do an ultrasound. But I did the routine checks like blood work and stuff with a local women's center. And then I registered again with my birth center that I had my daughter with in Florida. However, the thing with our journey is that we like i said are led by spirit and my husband and i my husband being the guide and the protector and the provider and the leader he knew within himself that it was time for us to shift and me being his partner i felt it within two because that's so important for you guys to be on one alignment now it wasn't the first time for us that we were like okay we're going to shift back to jamaica like i said we had shifted back two times before but for those of you who have been back and forth on the journey of returning to jamaica you know it's not easy you have to be really financially well off to survive in jamaica in what's known as the uptown communities and to just be in a safe environment or you have to relocate to rural rural parts or country living where you can have affordable expenses and affordable daily living so the thing with our journey is that i didn't have much guidance returning home my family wasn't in full agreement with me coming back to jamaica and that's on the part of just the experiences we've had out here in our families we come from a lower to middle class bloodline or not bloodline but economical standpoint so it's never been easy to make a living out here and that in itself is a whole thing to break down as it relates to karmic bloodline and depth to the land and our intergenerational traumas and all of that. But like I said, there's just so many things that can spin off of talking about this. But I'm going to try to stay focused. I'm going to try to stay focused. All right. So after I went through my whole process and we came to the realization that it was time for us to shift, things happened quickly. We started to prepare I got in touch with the birthing center, I just let them know that I wouldn't be going through with them, that I'm, I'm going to be shifting back to my home country and yada, yadada yada, and all of that and I got in touch with a local midwife that I found through Google. Now you see the thing with Jamaica is we're not really in the media and we're still being built up as it relates to technology and just all the things that Americans are advanced in even in the natural birthing room even though it happens a lot in Jamaica Now, pay attention to the fact that natural birthing is not foreign to Jamaica. It happens a lot. But if you're going to say, like, is it a popular movement out here, like people rallying for the support of women, learning how to birth in their power and the divine feminine and all of this that we see in America, no, it's not popularly supported out here. So what you'll find is that to just say you're going to Google and look up a midwife in Jamaica, you're going to probably come upon one person, two Like me, I only came up on one person and I found it because I'm a researcher. So I dug into a blog post and I got some information. The individual who wrote the blog post, she left numbers for anyone else who might be interested in that room. So I got in touch. I got in touch with the midwife and we had a conversation. I let her know my situation, that I'm returning home and that I was seeking guidance um, in the natural birthing room because... I don't know anything about that you know I did not know anything about Jamaica and the natural birthing room because I did not have a baby here before when I left Jamaica I was 19 so I was still in the school room and returning here you know it's like no guidance no guidance no guidance so of course I was seeking that guidance when I got in touch with the midwife we took a while for me to get in touch with her but when I finally did we have a conversation we had a conversation I talked to her a little bit you know candidly about who I am what I'm about and my intentions and i asked upfront because i know money is always a um money is always a contributing factor for everything right that's the realm that we live in so i asked upfront how much it would cost for me to have a birthing experience because at the time i was i, I did not have the consciousness shift that i have now that's triggering this talk and you'll see what i mean by that So at the time, I asked her, and she didn't tell me an upfront fee. She told me that when I get to Jamaica, we'll talk on that. You know, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. We hung up. And this is the baby that triggered all this awakening. So let him have his time to express too. So time goes by, and my husband my daughter and i and this a fellow who was in the belly we come down and we go through our covid protocols and you know quarantine and all of that and then um it was a long process to me finally meeting her because we had to find a home we had to get into try and get a um apartment in kingston in a decent area then there was a the money situation of having to figure out the rents and like i say no guidance because i did not slash do not have the best connection to my family here in Jamaica. So I was basically a lone wolf and I'm and my husband isn't from here, so you know. So by the time everything got a little bit sorted out and we found a space and I was in Kingston, I arranged to meet up with the midwife. Now when I met up with her, we I realized that she wasn't too far away from where I was staying. And Um, she said that it was her first appointment and stuff so I was like you know excited like oh my gosh finally I'm I was six months pregnant at the time and just so ready to get some information um, as it relates to birthing support here in Jamaica I was just so ready yearning for it honestly seeking yearning for that guidance seeking it so we went and we showed up at the space and it was like an apartment building. Typical apartment building in those areas. It's just typical out here. When you come to certain areas, it's a typical set apartments. So we go and we're waiting and she arrives and we go inside the apartment. And it's a one bedroom apartment space that she rents and uses as her birthing space. Now the first thing in my mind, you know, I'm a little bit taken about because like I said, experiences I was used to in Tampa. It didn't compare or, you know, there's no competition. The experience you get in a first world country when it relates to you paying money is like a first class treatment. It's a whole birthing cabin and, you know, it's very well put together. Now, of course, I will not discriminate because I understand I am from this space. So I know what it's like here in Jamaica. You know, I know that it's not easy to do things. And especially if you're here doing a natural birthing, let me say mission, but also business it's not going to be the same as america so it didn't really bother me I, w- I just at the time i was just in optimistic spirits and we went in and sat down with her my husband and my daughter were on the couch and went by the table and we were talking and stuff and you know maybe me i love to ask questions so i asked her some questions about her journey here in jamaica i asked her what it's like for her and key things that I noticed was that one safety, she didn't feel safe in Jamaica really, and two money. You know, everyone, when you have a conversation with people out here, they always tell you that the money aspect of Jamaica is rough and the safety aspect of Jamaica is rough. That's just a common thing you'll hear if you visit here. I'm sure if you're a tourist and you're in the media, the common thing you hear if you're not hearing about our food and our music, you're hearing about violence, right. And I'll add to that, that money is also a contributing factor here in Jamaica. So, you know, we're talking and I know I'm noticing this and she was said something to me when she said like even the earrings, she don't really wear earrings when she's going out because, you know, she don't want to attract the wrong people and just certain things. Now, me being an energy worker, meaning I am tuned into life, not only from the physical realm, I I, I have the gift of being able to identify core patterns very easily. So, for example the root chakra i know when someone has a lot of root chakra imbalances based on those same things whether you're not feeling safe in your environment you don't feel supported and you're having financial issues usually that has to do with root chakra or earth star chakra imbalances and i've come to dive into that even deeper now so it's like everything is making sense to me now of why i had this experience so that stood out to me no she ended up checking my pressure and she checked my weight which is pretty routine things you know when you get in yourself checked for your prenatals and then we went into the bedroom I laid on the bed she felt my tummy to feel a position on the baby and then the the prenatal appointment was over so really it was probably a total of 30 minutes most of which was spent really like having conversations and the more I guess you could say the more birthy part or the more health related part was just the pressure check the weight check and her touching my stomach right so then it got down to the real part which is money again that always has to come up and i asked her you know what's the fee what's the total fee what's the cost and she told me she said it like you know in like a hushish voice Like you could sense the you could sense there was no confidence in saying the price. She told me three thousand US dollars, which is the equivalent of over four hundred thousand Jamaican dollars. Now I'ma be honest, when I heard it I was really taken aback. I was shock but I'm not going to show it you know so I said okay she's I believe she asked me if that's fine and I said yeah that's okay now at the time thank God I did not sign anything in contract because no it was not okay and then I I came to learn this from my experience over the past mm, what's over seven eight months everything has confirmed to me what my intuition was telling me that it was not okay that exchange of energy was not equal so I meant to just point out some quick reasons why that isn't equal for anyone who come with return to birth. Number one, 3,000 US is a lot of money. Now, the birthing space itself, like I tell you, I've had the experience of birthing in Tampa, which I paid around 5,000 something for my birthing experience, but that was a full package. That was a full package. It came with your own birthing cabin, a huge birthing tub, um, birthing materials, your own pair. You got everything you needed, right? now here the experience i was having which was just 2000 short it was a birthing space which she herself expressed to me that the neighbors around they were not supportive of birth because the neighbors would complain because it was a ground floor off around probably a three or four story building apartment it was not in a super safe environment you know it was in the midst of a very busy area so it's like Everything about it screamed unsafe, unsupported, and just not suitable for a birthing experience. I'm going to pause right here. Okay, I am back. And now I'm here with my four-year-old because my six-month-old went down for a nap it's been over and over since I paused so if it seems like I'm not in the same flow it's because I'm not mom life had me nurturing cooking just doing a lot cleaning up you know the flow of it but I'm just going to jump right back in and I believe I left off with um just some reasons why the fee to me was a red flag just for anyone who is listening anyone who's interested in birthing in Jamaica. First of all, let me just state my stance. I do not believe mamas should be paying for birth. I do not believe birthing should be a business. We all know about the hospital capitalizing on the ill health of mothers, capitalizing on the ignorance capitalizing on women not knowing much about our physical autonomy, capitalizing on our lack of confidence in our birthing process. And I see the same thing and have experienced the same thing in my own experience of the natural birthing room. There's a capitalization happening on birth, on a mother's energy while she's in the portal of bringing forth her babes. Now, taking it from a more spiritual standpoint, we're in this time of the great shift into the age of Aquarius, the age of creating community spaces that are built on support and or creative energies and more equality and more, you know, ease of flow. And with that coming forth, if you say you're a birth worker who are who is aware of these things, I do not understand how you're going to use the same weapon that the system wields on mothers, which is money. Money is the one thing that was created to keep us in debt and keep us enslaved to the capitalistic society. So that's just my stance overall. I don't believe that birth should be a business. Now, going back specifically to why I believe 3,000 USD in a third world space economically off Jamaica is overcharged. Number one, I'm going to go do a little backtrack of what my experience in Tampa was like, but, like I said, i'm going to do a separate podcast on what that one day, but in short, I paid a little bit over five thousand I believe, and that included everything from my um peri bottle to press to herbals um treatments for my yoni, which is aka vagina after birth um to checkups all the way back up to six weeks. I started with them around three months or two months, I believe. So it was like almost a full process with them. Um, Again, it came with a birthing cabin, which came with everything I needed. It was a very beautiful space, very calming, um, aromatherapy, just everything. It was really just a lovely experience. And again, like I say, it's not to compare, but it's just to show you why it's just, it, does, it just doesn't make sense why you're charging here in a third-row space where you know you're not going to be able to give that level of quality. What's the purpose of charging? Now, the only thing I could have factored in was the apartment space that I know the midwife was renting. But seeing that I have had my experience of renting here and I have an idea of what the currency and the rates of rent is like, it still doesn't equate to why you're charging that much. Um, and from what I could what I could um gather up, you weren't really getting anything else. After I've spoken to a few other mothers that she's worked with, and it's just the same experience. You don't really get much except for her standing there, being there, being present. So I guess we're paying for her presence. Could that be it? No. Like I say, I feel like we have a lot of birth keepers who are truly business women. Um, they were the title of birth keeper, but they have no spiritual connection to the role. And for me personally, this is a divine role. I believe mothers are, first of all, the original the gatekeepers for birth because they're the ones going into the life and death portal the birth workers that come alongside the mother should be in alignment with her, somewhat like a soul family. Of course, in these times, that's limited because of just how life is on earth. It's so rare for you to find a tribe and a village who's going to hold hold you um, and maintain space for you to bring forth your babes. So that's just my personal thoughts on it. Now I'm just going to go into a little bit... um, Into some of the root chakra imbalances that I had mentioned before. Now, the root chakra, if you're not aware of it, is an energy center in the body. It's not something that you can physically look at. But if you're into energy science, the root chakra would be along the pathway similar to the spine. You have seven main chakras in your body and the root is the first one within the body. And the crown would be the seventh one. You have other chakras but these are outside of the body's anatomy so the root chakra is all about grounding it's all about safety it's all about grounding into earth it's all about um finding your roots connecting your roots to the ground because if you know anything about farming you need strong roots the deeper the root the higher the tree is able to grow and in many ways this can also be thought of in the birthing process I wrote a post on my Lotus Zooms page where I was saying that I believe birth keepers are the gatekeepers for the root chakra. Why? Because when a baby is coming into the earth space, they're literally needing to find a safe space to root. What we see happening and has been happening over the centuries is that the root chakra process of grounding into the earth through the birth portal has been heavily disrupted. This is by design on a more energetical, spiritual Um, Level There's a war that's not seen by the eyes, but that has been going on for centuries of disrupting the birthing process, which therefore disrupts the birthing experience, which which therefore interrupts the whole energy of grounding into earth. And if you can interrupt the whole energy of a baby grounding into earth, you can basically just try and throw their whole path off course. Now, of course, give thanks for the women and men in bloodlines who are strong and who stick to their path and who are warriors in this lifetime you know because they reclaim their soul power they reclaim balance but collectively what i see is that there is a collective root chakra imbalance happening now signs of an imbalance root chakra are number one financial problems number two lack of land so you'll find that there are no ancestral lands in family or there's just a complete disconnection to the land number three lack of farms because if you don't have any farm you can't properly sustain the physical body meaning you're dependent on grocery stores you're, de- you're dependent on the government's um, foods systems you cannot provide for yourself number three lack of stable home spaces um, this of course can even be connected back to our whole history um ancestrally of or ancestors being taken from their own motherland so what you'll find is that this can go deeper you know this whole topic of birth can like i said go into many many areas of discussion but i'm just going to try and keep it focused on the birthing room Expressing my gratitude to those who have chosen to tune in energetically and hold space. I am to be cutting this segment here and when I do come back in part 2, I'll be speaking more in depth about the process that led up to me deciding not to work with a midwife and pursue another route of birth. Um, and also just some really amazing synchronistic happenings that occurred along the way Even meeting another midwife who was totally against the whole pain for birth as well. So there's just so much more to the story that brought a lot of awakening and a lot of answers, you know. So give thanks and I'll see you guys in that segment. Peace.